Hi, this is Prophet Terry. Come experience the new you. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Hallelujah. Glory. Hallelujah. We welcome the word of the Lord in the house this morning. Someone welcome the word in the house. Speak to us, Lord. Speak to us, Lord. We did not come this morning not to hear. Let me say that again. We did not come this morning not to hear. You did not come not to hear. You come to hear. You come to hear, but to hear what? What's pleasing to your ear? No, what changes your life. There's a word that pleases your ear, and there's a word that changes your life. Uh, There's a word that says you're rich, and then there's a word that makes you rich. Which word do you want this morning? There's a word that says you're loved, and there's a word that makes you know that you're loved. There's a word that promises you a lot of things, but never fulfills them. But there's a word that fulfills every promise. That's the word we want to hear this morning. Glory to God. Hallelujah. 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 We have an unusual scripture this morning. It says, indeed, when Gentiles, now, obviously we talk about Jews and we talk about Gentiles. Indeed, when Gentiles, which would be us, who do not have the law, and when it says do not have the law, uh, we need to understand um, quite clearly we're talking about the Mosaic law. When the Gentiles who do not have the law do by nature things required by the law, they are a law for themselves, even though they do not have the law. Now, the long and the short of what that means is that the Jewish people was handed the law from Moses, starting with the Ten Commandments and therefore. So the Gentiles did not have that law. And though they did not have the law, by nature they did the things required by the law. Just quite simply, the Ten Commandment says, Thou shall not kill. And the law has always, the world law, we also call it Gentile law or world law, the world law has always said, Thou shall not kill. When Cain killed Abel, Cain knew he was in trouble. So we're talking about world law, a natural law. Yeah? So when the Gentiles, who do not have the law, the Mosaic law, do by nature the things required by the law, they are a law for themselves even though they do not have the law. Quite simply, if you are told not to kill somebody and you know it's wrong 
And then there's somebody that does not know that, but they still know it's wrong. Uh, you know, it didn't take you long when you come out of the womb to know that you was not supposed to lie. It did not take you long before you knew you was not supposed to steal. Huh? It did not take you long to figure that out. Mama, they lying on me. Mama this, mama that. Huh? It did not. So where did you learn that from? See, law has always been in the world. When we... Biblically, when we talk about the law and when we read the law in the Bible, we're talking about the Mosaic law. But law has always been, it's written on our hearts. We're all under law, whether we're Jew or Gentile. The only way to escape the law is to truly and fully accept Jesus. Now, what is the beauty of that? You know what's wrong with the world? What's wrong with the world is law. Not the Bible law. World law. The Bible law is instituted from God. Although God was not always pleased with everything in the law. Because it said in, in sacrifices and offering he was not pleased. Even though the law required it. The law was just put in place. It's a shadow. But then when we come outside of the Jewish nation, which was just a small amount of people, then we had world law. Huh? In Romans days, in, in Greece days, if you killed somebody, you're probably going to be put to death to do. That's law. In Roman days, they had speed limits on chariots and you had to drive on the left side or the right side. I don't know which side it was. You may say, how do you know that? It don't take much to know that. You know they had all kinds of laws. Everybody understand? There's always been laws. Now here's the thing. You know, in the Bible, preachers try to scare you about the great tribulations, but the great tribulations are already here. The Lord said to me this morning, do you realize the world is on fire already? The world is already burning. But this fire never goes out. What is this fire? This fire is law. Because what is law? Law is wrath. Yes. The police don't show up at your door and say, you know, here's a reward for being a good citizen. They show up if you're a bad citizen. So the law of the land, and even Paul says, obey the law of the land. He didn't say obey the Jewish law. He said, obey the law of the land. In some strange way, Paul said, we're not under the law, the Mosaic law anymore, but obey the law of the land. Pray for the president, prime minister, the king. They're God's agents to do you wrong if you do wrong. Now, let me show you what law is. Law is this. Law is wrath. Law is not a nice person. 
law just leaves you alone if you're doing good. Law is wrath. And this law is in every one of our hearts until we are saved by Jesus Christ. This law that's always judging somebody, always quick to condemn somebody, always got an attitude, always got a problem, hmm? always jealous, always envious. There is nothing righteous in us. The Bible says, Old Testament and New Testament, we have all turned away from God. Understand that word turn. To turn means that we was there with God at one moment, but we turned away. So not only are all of us sinners and born into sin and have a sinful nature about us, all of us, but the Bible says we've all turned away from God. Meaning God has brought all of us close at one time or another. But we turned away. You cannot turn away from God if you was never at God or with God. You can only turn away. All of us have turned away from God. The Ten Commandments is not a percentage. You don't get into heaven by being a percentage. You get into heaven through law. Not that anyone can. You break one, you break them all. It's like a test. You miss five, you fail. The law of God, you miss one, you burn. Look at the law like this. I can look at my life and the life I have lived. 999 good things I have done. 999 good things I have done, but it's the one thing that I did. 999 good things I have done, but it is the one thing that I did a long time ago that is still trying to kill me today. That is still trying to judge me today. Uh, that one thing a long time ago. Don't tell me you don't have one thing. And maybe not so long time ago. That one thing I find is still trying to kill me. And it will continue to kill me. And it will drag my soul into hell without the forgiveness of God. No one is perfect. No one is righteous. But yet we still persist in being under law. The world and the church. Now in our scripture we're, we're making a comparison between the Gentiles and the Jews. In verse 9 above that it says there will be trouble and distress for every human being that does evil. Both for the Jew and the Gentile. So we find in this chapter a comparison between the Gentiles and the Jew. <clears throat> and the Jew being uh, those who had the law 
those who were right with God. And the Gentiles being us in the world, but we have our own law. And here's the thing about the laws of the land. Most of them are the same as the laws that are in the Bible. We just try to twist some of them. But the same basic principle. So the comparison is between the Gentiles and the Jews. But here today we're going to flip it just a little bit. We would be the Jews today. Paul says the true Jew is the one who is circumcised in his heart by the Spirit of God. That we have been circumcised in our heart by the Spirit of God. And so the Gentiles would be those people in the world. But here we are, the new race of Jews, and we just as judging and quarrelsome and hard-headed as the other Jews. We judging everybody. You're living by law. You live by law. You will die by law. We the saved are judging the world. But Christ did not come to condemn, but he come to save. And the Jews judged each other. And we judge each other. We judge each other. But we say we are saved. When the unsaved in the world do more than you do. When the saved, the unsaved, when the unsaved in the world do what you preach to do but fail to do. You think somehow or another you're going to outrank them. And you're going to get into heaven. Let me say that again. When the unsaved do what you preach, but do not do. The unsaved are more merciful than the church. We are a brood of vipers. As John would say, who warned you to be saved? The church is a brood of vipers. And yet we do not do what we preach. But we want to fix the world when we have not even fixed ourselves. Hmm. Let's go a little bit deeper. I promise you won't sink if you hold on to Jesus. Hmm. Now there's a few things in the Bible. That I believe was God, but I take warning from them. John preaching to Herod about his lifestyle got his head cut off. That's why I stay away from Rowley and other ministers in this country. Unless, of course, the Lord tells me to. I'm not going to walk down to Rowley's gate and, uh, you know, especially me a foreigner. <laughs> so if the Lord told you to do that alright 
Yes, take yourself a little basket so you can collect your head there. Now, the other thing, Paul says that I make much of my ministry to make my own people jealous. You got to watch that one. <laughs> now, I believe that Paul had good intent when he said that, that he loved his people and he wanted to see them get them saved. And he thought if the Gentiles started to do good, they would say, okay, okay, okay. Jesus was the son of God. But actually, Paul was very successful at making his own people jealous. So much so, they was always trying to kill him. <laughs> you, you know, there's this contingency that's in the church. And I don't know how to get rid of it. Not just jealousy in the workings, which is law, by the way. Who's the best? That's law. I'm better than you. And maybe sometimes we don't say. You, out, of, out of false humility, you wouldn't say, I'm better than you. You wouldn't say that. But all day long, you talk about how bad they are. You don't talk about how bad you are all day long. All day long you talk about how bad somebody else is. Don't you realize you're just trying to lift yourself up? Because huh? if you shame and scorn everybody around you, that'll look, make you look like Jesus, won't it? But there's this contingency in the church that absolutely stinks. And I don't like this thing. But what to do about it? It's all over the world. And you know what that contingency is? My church is better than your church. There's no peace among churches. There's no brotherly love among churches. And I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about major theological things. If you love Jesus and promote Jesus, I mean, we can work together. If I can work with a Hindu, why can't I work with that? But there's this thing. My church is better than your church. Hmm? There's this thing. Even in the way we witness, we don't say, I would like for you to come to my church. We don't say, you know, let's, let's go to church. Let's, let's find out more about Jesus. No, we witness in this way. My church is better than your church. My church is the best church. My church is better than everybody else's church. And we're cutting each other down. Finding fault with each other. Got no peace with each other. And somehow or another... The world is attracted to that. We love to gravitate to churches that say, I'm the best church. Oh, you should hear my pastor preach. You should hear my prophet prophesy. We love that. Why? Because we're still obsessed for election. We're still under law. We're still trying to, to, to pass all the tests and do everything right. This is a vicious 
world and it's nasty and it's all because of law. And when we don't like somebody and when we're not getting our way, we pull out our law book and we start judging them and condemning them. That is a tribulation of this world. In the Bible it says lawlessness, but you must understand the word lawlessness. Lawlessness means you have your own law and the world has its own law. And every citizen has its own law. And we're killing each other with law. We have no forgiveness. We don't seek forgiveness. We don't understand to give someone a benefit of a doubt. We don't understand that somebody might not be against us. Yes, there's some evil people in the world. But according to you, everybody is evil. <laughs> And we call him Jesus a liar. When he died on the cross, he says, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they do. When's the last time you said, God, forgive this person. They don't know what they're doing. But what is this contingency? Why must you be in the best church? Why must we promote our church as the best church? Ever since I've been in Trinidad, everybody says this church is different. I never set out to be different. I set out to love God. So I don't know what different you're talking about. Do I prophesy? It's in the Bible. Do I do deliverance? It's in the Bible. That's all I know to do. But to compare myself with somebody else. And be a part of the dog-eat-dog, the biting and the devour. Scripture says, if you keep on biting and devouring each other, will you not destroy each other? One of the first churches I ever pastored. Uh, it's kind of a large community church. And when I first got there, they come to me and they said, you know, our numbers are going down. Our numbers are going down, you know. Listen, if you're going to be our pastor, we want you to get those numbers up. That was a United Methodist church, so the people kind of dictated the pastors, you know. And I start bringing people in and they start chasing them out the door. Because evidently they wanted wealthy, upper class, I don't know, already cleaned. <laughs> How are you going to get somebody to come to church? And you're judging everything they're doing. How's the church going to stand if you're judging everybody in the church? Don't you know you're going to hell with your law? The Bible says get the plank out of your own eye. But what I want you to understand is law has always been in the world. It wasn't just a Jewish thing. Their law was a little bit more pure from God. But law's always been in the world. The scripture says so. Paul realized it. That's why Paul says, obey the law of the land. Why? It's not Jewish. Why should we obey? 
Law is God. But here's the thing. None of us can live by law. But every day we live by law. We get up in the morning. We judge our husband. We judge our wife. We judge our children. We judge the neighbors. We judge the traffic. We judge the sun. We judge everything. We judge the workplace. We judge the school place. We judge the news. We judge this. We judge that. We judge this. We got an opinion about everything. And somehow or another, I don't know how and where you got your invisible crown. Don't think I'm buffing you this morning. I'm just telling you the reason there's distress and trouble in your life is because you're living under law. You may be in a New Testament church, but you're not saved by the Spirit of God. You're turning away from God by weak and miserable principles. Christ died for the sinner. And we know that when the Spirit of God comes into us, we're not perfect. When He first saves us, We've just been cleaned. And hopefully the Spirit will lead us into righteous places so we don't go back to getting dirty again. You cannot live by law. But you're living by law. Huh? When you're judging others, you're under law. When you're judging others, you're trampling on the cross. You're trampling on the blood of Jesus. And we are all sinners. We have a sinful nature. about. We don't want to accept this. Billy Graham preached one message for 80 years. The cross. 80 years he preached that message. Oh yes, they find faults with him. But 80 years he preached that message. The cross. Same old message. You're a sinner, you need to get saved. Now, his message was not what, really what to do after you get saved, except stay saved. That's what an evangelist does. But we don't like that word today, that you're a sinner. What is a sinner? A sinner is someone that is selfish. And remember... 999 good things I've done. But that one thing is going to judge me on the day of judgment. 999 good things I have done. But when I come before God under law. And if you're not saved, you're under law. 999 good things I have done. When I come before the judgment, it will be under law. That one thing I did a long time ago, did it in foolishness. When I stand before him, that's the thing that's going to show up. Some of us like to say, well, I'm not a sinner. We have a sinful nature. God said to Noah, before the flood and after the flood, Every inclination of our heart is set on evil all the time. What does that mean? Does that mean we want to kill somebody all the time? Well, maybe some of you, but not the, most of us know. <laughs> what it means is our heart is naturally selfish. Hmm? Put on the spot, we will save ourselves. 
Put on the spot, we will grab the blessing. Put on the spot, we will put ourselves before others. You may say, well, but I die for my children. Yes, your children, but nobody else's children. And why your children? Because that's part of your possession. It's still selfish. Huh? If you love those that love you, what have you done? If you love your husband, love your wife, what have you done? You expect them to love you back. If you love your children, what are you doing? What have you done? You got paid back. What have you done? And so sometimes we feel like, you know, there's some churches that, that would preach this. The old-time churches would preach this, you know, we're sinners. But yet we just sit around in gloom and doom. Why can't we accept the fact there's something in me that is not nice? And it can show up at any moment in my life. The problem with most Christians is they think they've done away with sin once and for all. Oh yes, through Christ we've done away with it once and for all. But it still pops up, doesn't it? Uh, it, it still shows itself. So whether we like to get the Holy Ghost and dance... Whether we like, you know, to just, you know, read the word and scripture after scripture. And we read so many scriptures and this and this. And so we feel good. We judge the whole world. Now we can go to the buffet table. Hmm? You know what we preach most of the time in our churches? Law. Do this. Don't do this. Don't do this. Don't do this. We preach law. Well, I'm preaching law this morning, but hopefully in a different light. I'm telling you that law is going to kill all of us. Whether we're in the church or not. Huh? And the truth being, there's probably some Hindus out there. Some Muslims out there. And just some regular old bar drinkers out there. That may do more good than we do. But we got the name of Jesus. See, you can't just have the name of Jesus. You must have the spirit of Jesus. And if you got the spirit of Jesus, you wouldn't be living under law and being so critical and judging everybody. Huh? And it's hard not to. In a world that's full of law, it's hard not to return law. A tooth for a tooth and an eye for an eye. When everybody's judging. Huh? When everybody, don't judge me. And everybody's twisting the law. And everybody's even taking the scriptures and, and making it say what they wanted to say. If you live under law, your heart will grow nasty. Even if it was once cleansed by Jesus. And the Bible says we have all turned away. Not that we all have rejected him. But we have all turned away. God brought us close and we turned away from him. Huh? 
You ever think, I'm sure some of you in this house have, have quit going to one church and went to another church. You ever really thought about what made you change churches? You saw something you didn't like. And you hit for the door. You judged something you didn't like. And sometimes you didn't even stay around to find out what it was really all about. Sometimes you judge somebody because you think they said something about you. Huh? Listen, we all have enough people talking about us because that's what law does. It judges us. But some of you go into this imagination. I know they're talking about me. How do you know? Well, I just know. I, I, I discern it, you know. I, the worst thing you can do is judge somebody that's not touching you. I remember when I first got saved, there's a man that lived across the street from where we was. And we kind of got along, but, and we ended up that we was going to the same church. I didn't really go to a church that much. Well, I didn't go to church. And then after I started going, I just got saved and started preaching, so I don't know much about church life. But I started going to this church, and my next door neighbor was there. And so in this church, for them to approve me as a, a new preacher, not at that church, but just to accept me as a minister, there had to be some people in the church that would speak up for you. And one of those individuals was my neighbor across the road. Now, we never really had no conflicts. I thought, I bet this man don't like me. <laughs> and he gave me the highest compliment. He says, because I think the pastor had said something like, let's all of us pray about it, and then we'll make a decision. And that man said, I don't have to pray about it. He's already got my vote. But law will make you a nasty person. It will make you nasty. It will destroy you. It will make you a bitter person, a miserable person. Unforgiveness is law. It's more than law. You already passed judgment. You're waiting for the vehicle to run over them. It will make you a nasty person. And it will rob you of your own salvation. I have made this statement for years in most New Testament churches. We're still living under law. We don't understand the grace of God and the Spirit of God. A lot of us may have the name Jesus, but we learned a week or two ago that you could have Jesus and still not have the Holy Spirit. Just baptized into a name, baptized into a theology, baptized into, into some kind of religion. Huh? Yes? Most of us, we're smart enough to know that Lord Shiva is not really a Lord. 
she's never really been anything, or he or she, or whoever, whatever gender she might <laughs> proclaim herself to be. I'm not sure what the right pronoun is for her, but so why can't you just come up with, you know, a God named Jesus? But it doesn't have the spirit of the real Jesus. The Bible says, if someone comes preaching to you another Jesus than the one that you first received, don't listen to him, even if it's me. All have turned away. What it means by that is there was a time in our life when we decided, we're going to be a good person. I'm going to be forgiving. I'm going to be caring. Hmm? And maybe sometimes you try to give and care in the wrong places. Marriage is not necessary caretaking. Hmm? So you tried to give. And you got crucified like Jesus. But he says, why do you expect more? And so you begin to turn away. You, and how do you turn away from Jesus? The only way you can turn away from Jesus is if you turn to something. So when you're turning away from Jesus, what are you turning to? Or I could say, what are you turning into? The Bible says you would turn into an antichrist. What is it you, when you're turning away from Jesus, what are you turning to? You know what you're turning to? You're turning to law. When the Jews heard the gospel preached, not all Jews. How many of you know that the entire Bible, who has a Bible? Who's got a paper Bible? See, this is like, sometimes we can be quite critical and judgmental of Jews. Do you know there's not a word in this book that's not written by a Jew? There's not a single Gentile word in the whole entire book. The Apostle Paul, he was a Benjamite. There's not a Gentile word in this book. But us Gentiles grab hold of it as if though we wrote it, or at least wrote the New Testament. Check it out. Google it. Don't take my word on it. There's not a word in this Bible, unless it's King James. Not the King James Bible. Unless you see King James on it. That's, that's, that was written by Gentiles. But as far as the scriptures themselves. Old Testament and New Testament. There's not a word that's not written by Jewish people. But many times. When we see the word talking about Jews. And the Jews Paul, Paul's talking about. The ones trying to kill him. That's just. The ones that hardened themselves. That wasn't all of them. The Bible says that it was many priests that became believers. Every word. Say. Now that's to prove a point. What is the point? The point is this. The point is this. You thought Jews were all bad people. Point. You thought Jesus is for us. Gentiles. And Paul was an apostle for us. But every word in this Bible, right down to the book of Revelation and the lake of fire, was written by a Jewish person. 
but there was a lot of them that was hardened. So in the New Testament, you will find statements about the Jews being hardened. But it's not talking about all of them. It's talking about a group of them. When we turn away from Jesus, what do we turn to? So the Jewish people, they're hearing the word. They're seeing Jesus. And they're thinking, wow, miracles. Healing. Oh, I feel so much love. I feel so much love. But then they start to think. They say, no, 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 no. They say, what about this Old Testament scripture? And what about this? And what about this? No, 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 no. Now, we can't let go of our old way of church. We love to sing, give me that old-time religion. <laughs> now, granted, in that old-time religion, there were some faithful people. But there was a whole lot of critical people in that old-time religion. So many times when they say, give me that old-time religion, what is it? What is it they really want? The love of Jesus will scare you to death. It'll make you feel so vulnerable. Huh? It'll make you feel worse than a turtle without its shell. The love of Jesus. Huh? We see a few people misbehaving. And we go and get our shell, which is the law. We go back into our criticalness. We go back into our judgmentalness. Hmm? Some of you, you've already judged everybody on your street. Huh? I have seen this countless times. I have seen individuals saying, I'm just trying to be quiet. I, I just, I, I, I try not to. I'm trying not to speak my mind. I'm just trying to be, I'm trying to be a nice person because I don't want to chew nobody out. Uh, I, I just want to be by myself. Mm, I don't want to get in trouble with nobody. You don't even realize you're condemning everybody with that statement. You're judging everybody with that statement as if though everybody is wicked and everybody's out to get you. I'm just going to stay in my house and I'm just going to pray. <laughs> the only good thing about you staying in your house and praying is that the rest of us don't have to put up with your judgmentalness. <laughs> Although you have turned into quite the witch, waving your wand and throwing your frog legs into your pot of stew. <laughs> no, you're judging people. Me, I just go to work. I don't bother nobody. <laughs> the Lord told you to bother them with love, you know, not with other things, you know. I just go into work. I ain't going to bother nobody. I just going to go in. I going to do my thing. I ain't going to say nothing. I ain't going to bother nobody. Huh? And, and you think that's nice. You think you're a good person. You're deceiving yourself. I just go into work. 
I ain't going to say nothing to nobody. I going to go to school. I ain't going to say nothing to nobody. I just going to do my thing. I going to focus on me. I'm going to leave everybody else alone. Yes, because everybody else is so mean and so nasty, they might bother you. Huh? You are hell on wheels with that attitude. You waiting for a fight. Just let somebody accidentally bump you. You're waiting for a fight. You already got your shields up. But you think you're so righteous. I ain't going to bother nobody. i just going to be by myself. i just going to read my Bible. Huh? And what does the Bible say? Prostitutes are getting into the kingdom of heaven before you. At least they're showing love. You ain't showing nothing. (laughs) 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 Prostitutes and tax collectors are getting into the kingdom of heaven. That's people in the world. We're going to get to the judgment, you know. And we're going to see this line of prostitutes and, and tax collectors and drug dealers. And we're going to say, where's the safe line? (laughs) Excuse me? Let me pass, you know. I'm righteous, you know. I'm not like you, you know. If you're not saved by the Spirit of Jesus, you're not saved. I don't care if you're sitting in a New Testament church. I don't care how many times you've been baptized. I don't care how many baptism certificates you have. I don't care how many courses of study you've taken. I don't care how many degrees you've gotten. I don't care how many scriptures you've got. If you do not have the spirit of Christ, you're not getting up out of the grave. If you do not have the spirit of Jesus, and the spirit of Jesus is not criticalness, Yes, there's a lot of things in the world, but God is the judge. There's a lot of things that might need our attention. But when you live under law, you're killing everybody. Your heart is going bad. And none of us is righteous. We all have a sinful nature. Huh? We all have a sinful nature. We all had an attitude. Huh? Turn the AC up. Turn it down. Turn it up. Now, uh, that's what's wrong with the world. Look at it. We say the world is sinful. But why is it sinful? If there's no law, then there's no sin. Why is the world sinful? Law. The Bible says the law actually arouses sin. The law makes sin get worse. Yes? If I implemented a law this morning, don't cross your legs. (laughs) 
Next thing you'll be saying, I can't even go to church. I can't even cross my legs. Why is the world in the mess? And you know what? The church is somewhat to blame for it. Yes, there have been times when we should have stood up and said things in love. But the real reason why we're to blame for it is because we judge everything in sight. Our church is the best church. Our church is the one that, that it has the truth. Oh, I go to other churches, I don't feel nothing. But when I come here, I feel something. Well, maybe you feel something because you come to the place where you're supposed to be. Maybe it's not because the other churches are bad, but maybe you come to the place where you're supposed to be. Uh, we're so critical of everything. We've had a, a few people come here from Jehovah Witness. And it's like everybody wants to condemn Jehovah Witness. But their character makes me wish that a lot of people came from Jehovah Witness. <laughs> huh? You think you're going to be judged just because you're in the hot church? You think you're going to make it into heaven just because you got everything perfectly planned out? That's law. None of us has a boast. beautiful thing about the gospel of Jesus. We cannot boast because he saved us. He saved us. Do I love our church? Yes. But do I think that our church is better than any other church? No. That has never been the intent. And that should not be your intent for coming. Your intent, your reason for being here is because you know this is where the Lord told you to come. And God is good. God is not good because he's better here than over there. God is good. When we say one church is better than our church, then we're going back to boasting. And why is our church better? Because we do things better. Law. We do things better. Huh? We have more anointing. Huh? And here's the strange thing. This morning, ain't no telling how many thousands and thousands and thousands of church are preaching as if though Jesus is only in their church. And ain't no telling how many is thinking our church better than their, their church. And in some places like Trinidad, you can see a few churches around. And we drive by, by those churches as if we're superior than those churches and yes. those people. I, I don't know about you, but I, I can't live in that nastiness. I can't live in that nastiness. Huh? Jesus said, I did not come to condemn, but to save. There is one that will judge. And when I come back, judgment will happen. But right now, I just come to preach the good news. Uh, right now, I just come to preach love and life. Uh, yes, the Bible says, 
if we reject him, we judged ourselves. But we do that, even in the church. And you know what I realized? Try to find. If, if you're listening to other churches or pastors, which is not a crime in this house, by the way. Yes? The honest thing I say sometimes about listening to other churches is sometimes you'll hear a message here and you go over and hear the message. Nothing wrong with that message, but which one of those messages is your message? <laughs> so sometimes you can get so many thoughts in your head you can get confused. But it's not against the law here to visit another church, listen to another church. But when you listen to churches, listen how easy it is. For churches to preach against other churches. Mm. Well here at this church we believe in love. Well, what did I just say? Here at this church I believe in love. What did I just say? If I say here at Heavenly Lights. You don't ever hear me say Heavenly Lights much. I just don't have the faith to say Heavenly Lights much. Because that's promoting a name. If I said, here at Heavenly Lights, we believe. Here, we believe. See, in that statement, we're implying that in most other places, it's not like this place. We're so wicked, it's hard for us not to promote ourselves. Huh? And anything I've said this morning is not against other churches. It's against all churches. And it's against no churches. Because we all need mercy and grace. But when truth comes, what turns us away from God? What makes our heart get bitter? What makes our love grow cold? It's your lawfulness. It's not what other people have done to you. It's what you've done to other people. Hmm. They slandered Jesus. They beat Jesus. Then he died. And God raised him from the dead and gave him the best job in all of heaven. So obviously it's not what people do to you that make you feel bad. It's what you do to other people. What turns your heart cold? What grieves the Holy Spirit? What keeps you from feeling the fire of God? Huh? Yeah. In this house, we've always had workers. We've never advertised in this house. We've always had workers. The Lord would... Somebody would come for prayer, and they would get touched by God, and then they'd just start evangelizing. And I thank God for all those people that have worked for this house over the years. But sometimes you come as an individual, and you start to find problems. And sometimes, even in the house, people that's been here for years, it's like they're trying to find problems with new people that come in. 
So the new people are trying to find problems and the old people are trying to find problems. It's just like Old Testament, New Testament all over again. Everybody trying to find a problem with the other one. Uh, but love would say, they're new, you're old. Love would say, why are you doing that? Give people a chance. And over the years, you know, there's been some men that's come to this house. Been some ladies that come to this house, too. Oh, I think I overheard a conversation. Huh. Well, there's been some men. Let me put it this way. There's been some men that would come to this house, and they come looking for a wife. So they hear that. In this house, there's more pretty daughters than, than in other houses. <laughs> they might should check with the father sometimes <laughs> about <coughs> <laughs> Yes. And I, I got news of I got news of this once. I'm gonna share this. If, if you happen to be in the house, just laugh and nobody know it's you. But is this? I'm sorry, I can't resist this one. <laughs> Supposedly there was a a lady that come to the house and and uh, she was talking on the phone, I believe. I'm paraphrasing. Don't know the whole story. And God was in one of the toilet rooms. There was that in the, the basin area where you wash your hands, you know. You've been in our bathrooms, you know. You've got a basin area and then you've got toilet rooms. Well, they was out in the toilet room, out in the basin area, talking on the phone. But God was in one of the uh, toilet stalls. And they said, there ain't no men here at this church, you know. Because uh, as far as, as full-time ministers in this house, we only have one is left. <laughs> so I, don't, I don't know what they meant, but there's no men in this house. But uh, we have one that's left here. Um, and so... Some ambassador of God had a problem with that. <laughs> it's been like that since church began. Listen, people are who they are until they know God more. Yeah. And here's the thing. The Bible says, judge not. For in the same way you judge, you too shall be judged. And you know you in church looking for a man too. They just vocal enough to say it. Uh, no, I, I realized that a long time ago. Some people come to church to look for a husband and a wife. Look for a new one. Or an old one. Huh? Well, I mean, there's worse places to look for a husband or a wife. See, when you have the love of Jesus, you... You give people the benefit of the doubt. 
you give people a chance to change. And you realize, listen, they are who they are until God reveals himself to them. Hmm? Now, yes, there's some bad people in the world, but God will keep you clear of them. But don't you understand all this judging is just making your heart go bad. And it's making your love die. And when your love dies, you don't have joy in Jesus no more. Huh? Yes. Or you got all this law on your husband and your wife. You have this, all these requirements. Sometimes we got so much law on a mate, we can never find one. Because nobody ever passes the bar. And sometimes we don't, we don't give our husband or our wife or our children, we don't give them no grace. We worse on them than a stranger. Don't you realize law is destroying your house? Law is destroying everything in your life. People are who they are till they know to be better. Muslims are Muslims till they know to be better. Hindus are Hindus till they know to be better. Gangsters are gangsters until they know to be, do better. In their heart, they know better. But you judging them and shutting the door on them, that don't help them get saved, you know. It's grace and love that has saved all of us. Hmm? He loved us before we loved him. Huh? Get rid of the law. Stop judging everything so critically. It's okay to make judgment calls, all right. But don't condemn the person. And if you find yourself, you know, there's some people I don't like to be around. I will get away from you because it's like, all you want to do is talk bad things about people. Huh? And you know why I want to get away from you? Before you get much information on me, because I know I'm the next person on your list. <laughs> yes. I started pastoring a church one time. I had barely gotten my stuff off the truck. And this man come. He says, Pastor, I'm so glad to have you here. I'm for you. Anything you need. But listen, if you ever need anything, you come to me. Because some of these, some of these elders and things, they, they, they're kind of rough, you know. And he just started bashing them one time, you know. I put him on a list. Watch that fox right there. That's what you come to tell me? You make me want to pack up and go back, you know. But I don't believe you. Is that the kind of people we want to be? Listen, speak good things about your church, not boastful things. Speak good things about your church. Speak good things about people in the church. If not, find you a church that you can. And if you can't find one, well, that might be your problem. I'm sure they're relieved that you're not in their church. Because if we're biting and judging each other, don't you realize we're hurting each other's blessing? 
Some of you don't like me. How do you expect me to preach a good message? You don't even like me. Huh? It's hard, to, it's hard to preach blessings to people that are sitting there looking at you. Like, oh, Lord, I didn't pass the test with you, did I? Now speak good. If you can't speak good, don't say nothing. Speak good. Don't don't listen. Not only not only are you 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 you're corrupting the whole house of God, the presence of God. And who was perfect? Ain't nobody perfect. David wasn't perfect. Nobody's perfect. But you're corrupting your heart. You always speak in negativeness. You, you have something against everything. You're under law. Your heart is turning bitter. It, it's turning black. It's turning dark. No wonder you can't feel love. Huh? Not even a handsome rich man or, or a, a beautiful rich woman could make you feel love. You're so dead inside. Let alone Jesus. When Jesus can't make you feel love. Huh? Hell help us. Mm -mm. I think hell is a place where we run to get away from Jesus. Hallelujah. Who needs a word this morning? Hmm? If you find yourself guilty this morning, I did not come to condemn you. I come to give you life. And that you would come out of, uh, under the law. And you would receive the grace of God. And you would receive Jesus and the Spirit of Christ. And you would see the, receive the blessed Holy Spirit. And, and that love would return to you. Right now. Right now. Uh, right now. I don't even need to lay my hands on you. He'll just come up on you. He's been wanting to come up on you for a long time. But you got to let your violence go. Got to let your law go. And I pray this morning that I have shown you some examples how you're under law and you may not even realize you're under law. Anytime you're elevating somebody and demenoring somebody, you're under law. Mm -hmm.
Someone in the house, you need to receive love this morning. Mm, probably all of us, but mm, the Lord is showing me three people in this house this morning. That love has departed from your heart. You just don't feel love for anything anymore. Mm, three people. If that's you, I'm going to ask you to stand. Maybe all of us, but there's three people particular. Yes. And I know sometimes we come just for a prophecy. Sometimes we like prophecies. Next service. Mm, this is prophecy too. There's three people. There's three people. You feel like your heart is dead. Mm, mm. There's one. There's one more on this side, and there's one on this side. There's one more on this side, and there's one on this side. Where are you at? You feel dead inside. You just don't have no more love on the inside. You don't even know why you come today. You just said that. Not, not just now. You said that earlier. I don't even know why I come today. I'm just not feeling nothing. Mm, must be the prophet. Mm hmm. There's two more. Mm -hmm. Where you at? Not trying to put you on the spot. I'm trying to help you. Mm. Don't think I'm trying to put you on the spot. I'm trying to help you. Kato thinks it's her, but she's not sure. <laughs> Some people always feel guilty in church. <laughs> Somebody always thinks it's them, you know. There's one on this side, there's one on this side. Oh, there. I'm going to ask y'all if you would come right out in the aisle, please, so I can see you better. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I need one more. There's one more on this side over here. Mm -hmm. Where are you at? see some grief in you. Are you the one? I don't know. Are you the one? I do see grief in you. I'm not sure you're the one, but you can stand up. You already stood up, so I ain't going to deny you that opportunity, but I did see the Lord was showing me grief that's in you. 
There you are. Hallelujah. Glory. Listen. When the law gets a hold of your heart, it just makes you see things and hear things. Once that thing gets inside of you, it begins to be so critical. And you have to feed that thing. And if you don't feed it, it will turn against you. Hmm? Yes. Now. When I look at you, the four of you, Five, four, five, everything. When I look at you, I don't, I don't see that lack of love. I have love for you, and I know God has love for you. But when you start judging, and I'm not saying this to make you feel bad, I'm just telling you this is how you got here. Nobody gets here from loving get raptured and sit with Jesus, Jesus yes if you have done good and good and somebody kills you you get here because this law begins to talk to you and it begins to be critical I can move that thing out of your hearts right now it's just going to come out that easy you may think it takes a lot but it don't take a lot it's just going to come out it's just going to come out. That's simple. It's just going to come out. It's going to come out. Because we realize we can't live like that. Just judging everything. And sometimes you start to hear things and see things is not even, not even happening. We start to think everybody's that evil eye. When we always think somebody's watching us, usually it's our own law that's watching us. God's removing it from your hearts right now. Just taking it away from you. Just taking it away from you. Huh? God loves you. Just like always. Huh? He doesn't even delight in the wicked perishing. So you know he don't delight in you suffering. Lord, I don't even know what I'm seeing. I just trust you. <laughs> love, love, love. Love, love, love. Love, love. Try it my way, says the Lord. Try it my way. Let my spirit of love come inside of you. Ah. Let my spirit of love come inside of you. Let it take away all the anger. Because hmm? a lot of anger in you. Is that true? I don't feel. Huh? You don't feel it? Do you think that's true? 
sometimes. Sometimes we can be quite angry and we seal it inside of ourselves because we try to, because we want to be a good person. But it can still be in there. Whenever we stop loving, it's not something somebody did. It's something we did. We let somebody hurt us. Huh? Yes. Has some woman hurt you? Some girl? Let me say girl. Some girl hurt you? Can't remember. Can't remember. Huh? There's some of my kasai. I'm going to touch you right here. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Sometimes people say we're bad people, daughter, but it's not true. It's not true. It's not true. Jesus come to tell us we're not bad people. We're loved. Hmm? We're loved. Receive that love right now. Receive that love right now. Receive that love right now. Receive it right now, right now. Just let that love come in. Let that love come in. Let that love come in. Kiss Sobabokosai. Let that love come in. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let that love come in. Just let him, let him touch you. Let him touch you. Let him touch you. Kesa babakanae kesike. Hallelujah. Look at me, daughter. It's there. Just receive that love right there. You're going to feel that change in your heart. You're going to feel that change. You're going to feel that change. You know, sometimes, sometimes we say, you know, I, I know I'm right. I know I'm right. I know I'm right. Don't none of us know how right we are. We just know what we know or what we think we know. Mm. Let that love come into your heart and teach you a new way to walk. The Bible says Enoch walked with God and he was no more. Amen. Huh? He didn't walk with God. By judging people. When you walk with Jesus, you just start to love people and you begin to overlook people's sins and you forgive them. You say, Father, forgive them for they don't know what they do. Mm. Holy Spirit, touch these individuals, all four of them. Just touch them. Just touch them. Just touch them. Just touch him. Ke momokotai sike. E samamakai. Daughter, I want you to say something. Just say, I forgive. Just say, I forgive. Oh. Hmm? That feels good. Anybody can do that if you like. Just say, I forgive. Maybe you don't even know who you need to forgive. Uh, I just, I just forgive. Now, Lord, forgive me. That's a confusion. Sometimes we forgive people that we need to ask forgiveness from. So it's important to say, Lord, I forgive. 
Jesus says, you know, forgive others as they have forgiven us, you know. We must forgive and we must be forgiven. And then we're free. We're free. We're free. We're free. Oh, there it is. You feel that freedom? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. We feel. We're free. We're free. We're free. You know, you know, you know who has the most troubles in life? It's that person that thinks they're a good person. It's that person from small, you always try to do what's right. And you say, that's wrong, and that's wrong, and that's wrong. And, and of course, you know, you're not perfect, but you still think you have some kind of rankings. When you go along judging everything and thinking you're good, listen, you will suffer the most. The prostitute will get in before you. Now, I don't mean that the Lord only wants prostitutes, you know. You've you, you got to change your prostituting ways to come in. What it means is that when we accept the fact of who we are, the quicker we get in. So when the Bible says the tax collectors and the prostitutes are getting into the kingdom of heaven before church people, it doesn't mean they didn't change. It means that they realized who they was and without one plea. But sometimes when we think we're good people, it's so hard for us to get into the kingdom of heaven. When we think that we're right, and sometimes, you know, we got these things against people, and maybe you have some justice or just cause for your judgment on people, but what about the people that's got things against you? Forgive. If you do not forgive, you will not be forgiven. So it's important to forgive and ask for forgiveness. So anytime your heart is cold, it's a thing of law, you know. Hmm? Now the Lord loves each of you so much. You believe that? Uh, and Proverbs says, if a righteous man falls seven times, he'll get up. If you do the right thing, you'll get back up. Uh, if you do the right thing, you'll find love in life. Uh, yes. Hmm? Don't be judging all the men in the world. Is that you? Yes. Uh, you're going to judge all the men in the world. And then you're going to look for a man. <laughs> Don't do that. Uh, and in you, I, I, see this, I see this girl that hurts your heart. Hmm? That's, not, that's not all the things, but that's the key in there. Yes. Mm -hmm. And you think there's some people mistreating you. Is that true? Is that true? Yes. Listen, forgive. And ask God to forgive you for the people you might be mistreating. Listen, I assure you. If you trust in Jesus, he's going to get you away from people that hurt you. Hmm? But if you're under law and you're judging a man or a woman, a husband, a wife, or an employer, if you're under law, the Lord will never set you free until you forgive. 
When you forgive and ask for forgiveness, the Lord will set you free. That's law. And let's think about something. When God forgives us, when Jesus forgives us, you know what that means? He has freed us from the law. You can't be saved if you're not free from the law. Free from judging everybody. Free from judging yourself. Huh? You want people to do this and this and this, that same judgment comes on you. Huh? Now the Lord has touched you. He's given you a new heart. Hmm? Just as hmm. the Lord's going to teach you, hey, let these people go. It feels better. Hmm? Nothing weighs down a heart like holding something against somebody. Huh? True. S some people gave you a, a bad, bad deal. Is that true? Business deal. I don't know if it's present or not, but they, it's, it's something to do with business. Is that true? Y'all may be seated. Is that true? If, if you can't remember, just say so. All right. That's, that's the thing, because sometimes we don't even remember. But I see like there's this, 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 maybe going back a few years, there's this business deal, and you kind of felt like you got the short end of it. And it makes you very cautious of people. You remember what I'm talking about? Yeah. Let that go. Because that'll hurt your blessings. Huh? That'll hurt your blessings. Jacob, you know, Jacob, uh, he'd dig a well and somebody claim it. And Jacob said, all right, you can have it. Jacob go somewhere else and build wells. He built wells all over the place. Yes. Let that thing go. And your blessing will come. Yes. You, you two married? Yes. And that blessing's going to come to your marriage. Amen. Mm-hmm. What is it you two would like? Somebody wanting a car. Who wants a car? You want a car? Another car or a car? Another, another car? You want another car? You forgive and another car come in. Amen. She know how to drive. Yeah, she, has oh. she has her own car. Okay, but you're the one that's want the car. All right. All right. So two nice cars. You receive that? All right. Listen. Don't make the world out to be hard. Don't say it's hard to get ahead. It's, it's, hard, to, it's hard to succeed. If you love, God will make you successful. He'll give you wisdom, but you don't have to be rude about it. But he'll give you wisdom. You'll know who to stay away from. And you know who the Lord is. Let him be in your business. What kind of business you do? Punches. What's that? Drinks, drinks. Drinks. You help him with that? Yes, we, um, we started it um, 2019. 2019. Well, that's a bad year to start. <laughs> COVID, all right. Well, if you survive COVID, you can survive anything, right? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Is that the main thing y'all do? Um, no, you do some... Not really, no. We have, like, he has a, si a job. Yeah. A general job, and we do that business as a side. But that's what you would like to get started, right? Yes. Yeah. All right. Listen, my blessing is on it. Right? 
My blessing is on it. What do you do? Security field. All right. So you, you are already taught to be suspicious. <laughs> yes, that, that, that's true, right? Yeah. You, you're trained to be. But you don't necessarily have to be a killer. <laughs> because it is, we need security. Nothing wrong with that. But don't let it change your love. Amen. Amen. Blessing car coming. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Mm, what an awesome God we serve. Glory, hallelujah. Before I hand it over to Janice, listen, if you have law in your heart, just let it go. If you have unforgiveness, you have law in your heart. If you're always suspicious of people, you have law in your heart. You're not going to get into heaven like that. Yes, you got to let it go. Understand, there's discernment. Discernment will keep you out of bad deals. And I understand sometimes you get in a bad deal, but the Lord says, let it go. Put it on my account. Paul told the church that whatever they've done to you, charge it to me. And that's what Jesus is saying. Whatever somebody's done to you, charge it to him. Uh, God will make up for that that you lost. Biggest thing is pass the test and not let your heart grow cold. Hmm? So if you have law in you, just give it up this morning. You'll feel so good. Hmm? You just, woo! Hmm? You just feel so good to let that law go. Uh, uh, that's what's wrong with the whole world. We're perishing because of law. Huh? Do you know hell is a part of law? Because this punishment is wrath. Come out of it. Just come out of it. Just come out of it. And I assure you, once you come out of it, you won't be butting heads with people so much. Hmm? Because once you become a man or a woman of peace, that's what's drawn to you. Huh? Every now and then, the enemy's going to test you a little bit. But don't go back into law. It just makes your heart nasty. Yes. You realize to hold something against somebody makes your heart nasty? Yeah. Huh? What you want to do that to yourself for? And they may not even know what they're doing. So the only one walking around in pain is you. That makes no sense. Lord, I just give this up to you. Hallelujah. Have a blessed week this week. May the Lord stick you a little bit when, you, when your mind wants to go to law. Maybe he draw it to your attention. And if you're a person that's, that's kind of negative all the time and want to talk about people, may the Lord just poke you a little bit. Nothing serious, nothing you have to go to the hospital for, but, you know, just something to get your attention. Say, ah, ah. Don't, don't, don't talk like that. The Holy Spirit will teach us to say no to all ungodliness. Amen. So have a very loving and precious week. Amen.